0: Welcome to Sparks, a podcast from Ignium, designed to help you reignite your passion and drive your business forwards. So welcome back to the Ignium Sparks podcast. I'm Phil Rose, your host, and today I'm with Evan Herman. And Evan is a real estate agent and podcast host. And the key thing about Evan is he's in the US. And I say that as a key thing because I've been having some great conversations across the pond in the last few months. Uh, joining the dots of what we're all up to and realizing at the end of the day, we're all human and we're all out here for, on a mission to build businesses. And obviously, you know, the Ignium Sparks podcast is about helping you connect back to your purpose to realize actually when you drive purpose, you can actually do better for the world and make more money. So I'm delighted to welcome Evan Herman to the show today. Welcome, Evan.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it
0: yeah welcome welcome um so, so tell me real estate agent and podcast host um which is the one that takes up the most of your time at the moment
1: podcasting yeah yeah
0: okay and tell me about that just just give us the name of your podcast because i think that's something that'd be great for listeners to go and check in on that as well
1: the whole person podcast yeah, That's the
0: okay so whole person podcast um and how does that tie in with your real estate business
1: heaven it doesn't, <laughs> but, but what, so basically the whole person podcast, it's about faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun. And the idea of it is, you know, there's areas in life that we, we really focus on and we narrow down. And what I've realized is if any one of these areas in our life is out of balance, our life becomes out of balance and it makes it harder to do the other things more successfully and early on in my business, I've learned that your business will grow to the extent that you do. And so, from a very, you know, eight years ago when I started into the real estate industry, I put an emphasis on personal growth, uh, well being, and wholeness. Mm-hmm. And that has helped me through the entire process. And so, you know, how it helps my business, it just helps me, you know, be cognizant of that continually um and my podcast is geared more towards entrepreneurs
0: mm-hmm. who
1: want to start a business or are sole proprietor um th- those are the the ranges of people that are more interested in my podcast because it it's business slanted yeah, so that yeah. comes from my business experience.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: And, and, and I, I'm going to keep
0: coming back to this thing about this, this faith, family, fitness, and fun. Because um, so those who people who understand the process I use, I use the scaling up methodology, uh, And we always say at the beginning of any business journey, you've got to be clear about why you're doing it. And, and, and we often talk about five Fs. And I always add that other one on, which is the word fun. So actually, you know, at the end of the day, literally at the end of the day, when you, people look back on their lives and say, what was most importantly, they often say, faith family fitness friends finances and then fun and, and I, finances goes in there because people say oh, i need to have some money but i always say actually friendship faith and fun they're, they're one of the key things to it and this word family so what is it that drove you to look at those f's as you know the, the four f's or the five f's to work on it that drove you to, down that line
1: yeah well i have um a few people that have really poured into my life. Some of those teachings, uh, Mike Flynn, who is an awesome, awesome man. He used to do podcasting and he talked a lot about that. Those he actually wrote an article back in 2013 and um, I actually heard him on another podcast, which made me want to connect with him. And then I have a, another friend who at the start of his own ministry had those as core principles and yeah. so you know early golly 2008 is kind of when those have been ingrained and started mm-hmm. and planted into me and so they've they've been there for, for a good long time mm-hmm. um,
0: it's interesting really, because often people come to me and they're looking at scaling their business and i talk about um you know when we talk about scaling that's next stage of growth when you go for that that micro solopreneur business um, and it's not the corporate it's that bit in the middle you know we often talk about um gazelles being the ones who can leap and bound and you know coming out of this pandemic that we've all been through worldwide you know it's those gazelle type businesses that will thrive um and often they say i need to build my business plan and, and I say, yeah, you've got to get your business plan, but you've got to do your personal planning first. And you've got to share it. So one thing you meant there about ministry and, and you know, sharing with other people, who do you share your stories with? You know, that, that's a key thing. Do you share it with other people, Evan?
1: Yeah, well, you know, what's funny is I have a heart to share, to talk, to speak, to encourage. And not having a platform really hurt a lot of that giftedness inside me Mm. and so not being able to release that out into the world yeah so what what started for me was you know releasing it on Facebook and then creating a podcast and a YouTube channel and so these are the areas uh, that I started releasing that into the world yeah and then the other thing too is you know as I grow so does my influence and uh, opportunity and so you know i'm i'm now getting opportunities to to go speak um mm-hmm. in ministry related context you know i've mm-hmm. done some stuff here I've, i'm continuing to get invitations here i've gotten invitations to go to florida and albania and other other places and so you know when you do what you love yeah it creates other doors of opportunity for things that you also enjoy doing Yeah, And the other thing, too, like, and and here's where I'm currently, I don't want to say failing that, but where I'm struggling, I love podcasting. I love speaking. I love doing those things. But what's happening is I'm spending more time doing that than actually my business. But you know what provides for me to do all that? My business. And so... The the past week, I've just kind of personally gone through some self criticism, some doubt, some some guilt for you know not not doing as well as I had hoped for already mm-hmm. this year. Okay. And, you know, I have to be yeah. gracious on myself because even though people are saying the real estate market is amazing right now, it's really not. That's a lie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's here in the U.S. I mean, if you're selling a house, you're going to make buku bucks because the inventory is, depending on where you're at, 40 to 60% down. 40 to 60% less houses on market. That's not a good market. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, more people are building now than ever. And then we have a lot of issues with inflation right now. So what used to be $8 for a piece of plywood is now $50. Wow. Like inflation costs... Of of real estate right now are really, really bad. And so that actually makes less people in the market in general. So instead of using that as an excuse, like I've been, like, ah, you know, I'm just not gonna try as hard because I don't want to spin my wheels. And I think that's one of my biggest things in my life is I just don't want to feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Okay. But the thing is, is that if we're not making momentum, even if we're spinning our wheels. There's a moment when you're stuck in snow Mm. that when you get stuck and you're spinning your wheels, but the way you're going to get unstuck is still spinning the wheels. wheels.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so for me, I have to overcome a limiting belief where the work that I'm doing is in vain. Yeah. I think sometimes we as creators and entrepreneurs feel like the effort that we're putting into it is in vain because we're not seeing the immediate results that we want.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, Evan, there's some great talk talking there, and I could come back to loads of those points. Um, so, so I'm going to come back to the first one you mentioned there, about you're spending, you're spending more time podcasting. Um, and it, it, it reminds me of the phrase, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Right. Because a lot of people spend a lot of time spinning their wheels before they got traction. And, 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 and there's lots of metaphors we could put around that. But you know, if I'm driving in snow, I know that to, when my wheels are spinning, I haven't got traction. So I need to change down, slow down the the revs, and the car will then kick pick up traction. Or I need to do something different, to stick something under the wheels to get that traction. So, right. so from your perspective, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a key thing there. And obviously, you know, just that conversation you've had with me there says that you're a very open person. You know, you've said there's some personal doubt there. Um, so how do you go about analysing yourself because a lot of business owners will beat themselves up and say, it's no good, the market's down, we know 46%, 40 to 60% down. I can't work. What what's the process you go through to help you clear your mind and realize you can get traction?
1: You know, it, it goes back to just personal growth and self-development. I'm I'm as an individual, I feel like I've developed a a habit of learning how to take inventory of myself, of my mm. thoughts, of my heart, and to look at where I'm messing up. and learning how to, in grace, make changes and not let those be hindrances. Because so many times we allow the frustrating parts within ourselves to stop us from moving forward because either A, we don't want to see ourselves with that issue, or Mm -hmm. two, it is a problem, but we don't want to fix it or don't know how to, and so we give up. Yeah. And so for me, it's just recognizing, okay, well, this is a flaw. Hmm. Narrowing my focus is a flaw in my life. I am a creator. I am, you know, someone who likes to bring inspiration. And uh, I like to to drive ideas and, and philosophies and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, for me, being someone who focus is just, that's extremely difficult, but that's the biggest thing that I need. Yeah. And the other thing too is, yeah, You know, on my podcast, I have hired a producer, an editor for my audio and video. I have now an assistant who helps schedule stuff. And so I'm hiring that stuff out so that I can become better at what I need to do for the podcast to succeed. So for example, showing up and making content, like that's what I need to do.
0: Yeah, And
1: then the other thing that I needed to do is build an audience i need to to make time to to grow and share things on not just one post on social media but reach out to like hey you know for example one of the things that you can do phil and what i do is okay so i go look at people who follow let's say on our podcast i'm gonna go find people who follow you and then i'm actually gonna reach out to them and share the link of our episode with them like hey i saw that you follow phil and I'm actually going to share this stuff with you because I just interviewed him and he was a great guest. So because they know you, that will lead them to the podcast.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so I love that in that sense, you know, that, um, you're talking about, you know, you're a creator, you're, your inspiration is what they're, what's for you. Uh, and that fact that you're hiring a producer, you've got that assistant in place because you recognized your gift, one of your gifts is actually about making great, great content. Yeah. what you're not doing is the admin behind it yes you can do it but that's you know i always say in a business context find out what gives you energy look at your diary and work out does that give me energy up does that give me energy down and if it's energy down, find someone else do it find someone else who can do that job and loves doing it mm-hmm. so it sounds like you're recognizing that already that you're 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 saying okay what am i really good at and and, and i want to come back to that in a, in a bit because you mentioned something when we talked previously about um, some gifts um, but, but I think there's a, there's a key thing there. Let, let's just come back to the other points as well around um, limiting beliefs, because that's a thing a lot of people go through. And, and, and you know, having talked to you, there's a real personal development angle to what you do, because that's who you are at heart. Um, tell me about limiting beliefs in the general context and what is it you do? Because you said earlier, you're pretty good at taking personal, personal inventory. But how do you handle those limiting beliefs?
1: Well, the, the start is you have to recognize that they're there. And sometimes that's the hardest thing is recognizing that you have a limiting belief because oftentimes we're blind to them which is why we have them. And so how do we become unblind to a limiting belief? Well, we become unblind is because, so for example, my my issue with focus. Okay, so I know in my heart right now or for the past several weeks, something just hasn't been right i felt guilty. i felt depressed, maybe. You know, what? okay, why, why do I feel this way? Okay, well, mm. business is slow. Okay, so business is slow. Why is business slow? Well, the market. Okay, well, the market's down. I can't change the market. But what can I do despite the market? I can do these things. Okay, am I doing these things? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm feeling guilty because I know what to do and I'm not doing it, which means that I'm not focusing. And so basically, I start at a, like the surface level and I say, okay, why do I feel this way? Yeah. Okay. Or better yet, where's this feeling coming from? Okay. So I identified where it's coming from. Why is it coming from this? Okay. Yeah. Why is that important? Okay, that is important because now am I doing that? Am I not doing that? You know. So I ask myself questions that take me deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until I found, find the real answer.
0: Yeah. Because a
1: lot of people are like, oh, well, I feel guilty because, you know, or I don't I'm depressed because I just not making enough money right now. You know that that could be the okay. well, then if you just stop right there, you're never going to go beyond that. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing, too, is one thing that I'm I'm learning is that sometimes answers are given to us as well. And we we don't have to search for them, but we have to recognize them when they happen. So, for example, yeah. I was at um, a, a restaurant the other day called Panera Bread with another real estate agent. And we were talking about the market and just different ideas and stuff. And a gentleman, an, an older gentleman sat down by us and, and I could consistently see him. And he was 100% eavesdropping on like 90% of my conversation. <laughs> and, and, I, and I knew this, but I, I mean, I, I didn't care. And then in, towards the end of our conversation, he came, sat down by us, and basically just poured into us a random stranger named uh, Raphael, I think his name was. And he basically said a few things, like he said some things I don't agree with, but he said some things that I do agree with that really helped shape my thinking. He's like, you know, guys, you're chasing money and what you're chasing will run from you. And I was like, ooh, that's good. He goes, you need to attract money. You need to attract things. You, you need a mindset where what you do in work, money yeah. follows you, not you're doing work to go get money. Yeah. And it was just a really eye opening experience. Like, you're right. I'm doing things and feeling like I'm chasing money which is why I feel like I'm spinning my wheels.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But if I realize that I'm not doing things to chase money, I'm doing things because that means money will come to me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's the same thing. I'm doing the yeah. same work. It's Flick the exact same head. work, but it's the switch of the thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so what you appreciate will appreciate. So mm-hmm. if I appreciate money coming to me, money will come to me. But if I look at money as something I have to go chase, well, then that will also expand in that direction. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that, that was a huge answer that I just didn't see. And it was just gifted to me mm. from God and this individual.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that.
1: And so sometimes we'll get things that we need from other people or surroundings. We just have to be cognizant of it and open to it. Yeah. You know, I could have shut this guy down long time ago for eavesdropping. Like, hey, man, I don't mm-hmm. appreciate eavesdropping. But what a gift. Yeah. That was.
0: I love that. And, and and it's interesting because you know there's a whole load of stuff there um, around that. Um, attracting, not chasing. And I and I always say to people, you know, when you're running a business, be really clear about what your number one thing is and keep your number one the number one. And yeah. too often businesses, business owners, business people chase money. And hey, that's what most people are in business for, because that's what they think their purpose is. But actually there's a higher purpose that we need to be chasing and actually putting it out there to say, this is what we're here all about. This is why we're here. This is what my business is all about. And I think when you said that, you know, what we, what you appreciate will appreciate if you understand and appreciate what your purpose is in life or your intent, whatever word you want to put around it. Actually, you've got more reason to get out of bed in the morning. It's not about chasing money and the money will show up Mm -hmm. to give you what you're doing. And as long as you do it right. Uh, and and I think this all links well.
1: I want to share something that, that you that, that you kind of jogged my memory. The other thing that prevents us from moving forward is offense. Okay. So, yeah, offense. Like taking offense to, to people or things. Yeah. And so this morning I woke up and before I even got out of bed, like I was laying there for, I don't know, 30 minutes um, <clears throat> because my son crawled in bed and was like, you know, Lane bias and something, like, whatever. I had a heart of offense this morning. I have a friend who, get this, okay, like, like seriously, had a conversation with him like, hey, if something ever happened to us, we would want you guys to take our kids. And by the way, our life insurance is substantial, and you'll, you'll be taking care of that as well. And they said yes, which is great. They're good friends. Mm-hmm. And then about two weeks later, I get a call, hey, Evan, I just wanted you to know we're going to be selling our house and we're going to be buying a new one, but we're not choosing you as an agent because, you know, their adoptive daughter, we're going to use our counselor's wife to you as an agent. You know how much that hurt me?
0: It really
1: hurt tremendously. It was very painful. Okay. Okay. In my mind, I just offered them the thing that was most precious to me.
0: Yeah. Your son, your offspring.
1: Right. And not only that, but then an ability to take care of them, my kids and their family for the rest of their lives. And the thing that allows me to be able to do that is real estate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so so this morning, and here's the other thing, he had, he had the gumption to at least tell me, and I really yeah. appreciate that
0: yeah.
1: versus finding out after the fact. And I've, I've helped them before in the past, buy and sell a home. So we've worked together and it went fairly well. I feel like, unless if it didn't go well and they never told me, then that's a different story. But, um, but I woke up with a fence this morning, Yeah, yeah. but that happened like a month ago. So what, what, what brought it back today? What brought it back today was the insecurity of not feeling like money's coming in.
0: Uh, Okay. Okay. So it's this cycle around things in terms of, you come back to that thing, you know, that personal doubt at the beginning, um, and, 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 how you've gone through that process of, you know, as you say, depressed, busy, slow market, blaming it. Right. And that's all piled up by the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, no, it has. And well, here's the other thing too. It's like, well, gosh, Evan, maybe you should work more. Well, in this industry, you can work your butt off and things can fall apart at the very end and you get nothing. And I've had that happen like a couple of times in a row now. And so it's like, you know, over the past two months, those deals that, the loan didn't go through at the last minute. Like mm-hmm. I've spent all that time and energy and effort when I could have been with someone else that could have closed, you know? Yeah. And so we do get in these moments where it's like, no, I'm I am working, but it feels like I'm spinning my wheels. Yeah. At no consequence to myself. Now I lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it's also dealing with with those emotions. Yeah. And as a real estate agent, you know, I have to deal with the loss as, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, how do you deal with that loss? Yeah. Because that triggers much. Like I said, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the six F's there, that one area will trigger all the others. Well, those two deals falling apart. Do you think I'd probably feel as hurt by my friend if those deals went through? Probably not.
0: No, no. And and it's interesting because I think that the key here is around this, you know, business owners all over the world, go through the same process of, of, taking offense you know a deal doesn't come through we spend all this time chasing a deal and it didn't work out um there's a big thing there isn't there about how you bounce back yeah and how you as a business owner and a human being say okay yeah what is it i need to do to move forwards because that person they they gave you a great gift they told you they weren't going to use you rather than just doing it so right. maybe there's a gift in there, but sometimes, and I, and I you know, it's funny, as a coach, I often wanted to go into coaching role there, actually, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to stick out. And of you coaching.
1: can, if you want, you can. I don't, okay, we'll we them.
0: might, we might in that case, if you're, if you're happy with that, because I think there's something there in terms of, you know, what's the, what is the gift in there? Because there's two sides to every coin. Right. So what's the, what's the positive that can come out from this to say, okay, here's one side of the coin offense. There's the positive side to say, what's the, what's the positive is, where is it? Where's the silver lining?
1: Well, I think in terms of the positive, I do really appreciate the fact that they told me. I wish they would have given me the opportunity to compete for their business. That would have been a little more friendlier. And then yeah. she was not to use me. <laughs> but, you know, I do appreciate the fact that he had the courage yeah. to, to tell me. And, okay. and, that, and that's good. The other thing too, they don't like, they don't owe me anything. I have to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. How many times do we feel like people owe us stuff? And so for me, it's just a constant reminder that at the end of the day, nobody owes me anything. And to put that expectation on people is very self-righteous.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's a really interesting belief, isn't it? And and because if you can hold that belief, um, that gives you a lot of clarity in life. Mm -hmm. Nobody owes me anything. And therefore you can go about your life and think, okay, the gift comes out that this person has told me this because, because um, you know, in in coaching, we'll often say, okay, put yourself in their shoes. You know, and I, I often do an exercise, you know, sit in their shoes, what's going on for them at that time and reflect on it from their position. And I wonder what's, what's the story they're telling themselves before they come and talk to you about why not to use it, but also plucking up the courage to come and talk in the first place. Right. And that gives you a different perspective on the world. And then the other one I would always take as well, take a third party position and say, okay, if I was an observer to this and I saw Evan and this other person having this conversation, what am I seeing that Evan and the other person aren't noticing? What would come up for you then?
1: Uh, I haven't thought about that. You know, my, I would have to ask him because I have some ideas, but I don't know if, if they would be accurate or not, because in their first transaction, we listed their house. It was a different market, wasn't selling as quickly as we'd hope. And then the buyer that came along was really a tear. And they, as sellers, conceded a lot. And I told them not to, but mm. they conceded a lot to make the deal go through.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So I don't know if they would blame me for that. Uh, they definitely shouldn't. Mm. I told them not to, and told them not to sell the house. Yeah, but in hindsight, some people don't remember that part. So I don't know if that has to do with it or not. I just, I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, and interesting, isn't it? you know, it's 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 this it's these assumptions that often get in the way. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I would say you cannot not communicate. It's a tenet of NLP. So so actually, you cannot not communicate. So actually, if you cannot communicate, what are they communicating to you by not using you? And, you know, at the end of the day, what's the message you tell yourself as well? Because actually, there's obviously something going on for them that they have said, hey, I'm not going to use Evan on this transaction, but it's not personal. But often we take things personally as business right. owners and as people. But if we can look at it from a point of view and say, OK, there's a reason behind this. It's not about me. They've obviously made that choice because sometimes we can carry that baggage with, with us for years and it just it, it eats away at us. So I wonder, what would would you need to do? And again, you can answer this now or leave it. Um, What would you need to do to let go of that and say, thank you for the message. Thank you for the lesson. Move on.
1: You know, there's a couple of things. I think some people who are listening, like, man, you need to call him and talk this out. I don't know if I do because he did his part in reaching out to me. Yeah. I just got to deal with it because the other thing too is if I bring it back up to him, and i talk to to them about it yeah i'm creating an issue as well yeah. where in their mind it's done yeah and so for me it's just dealing with my own insecurities yes yeah because they still want to be friends and i still want to be friends and so you know i remember i remember talking to him and you know in them in in like halfway through the conversation i was like you know what Cause I was trying to express how this conversation with him at that time was making me feel and mm. kind of all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go into this because if I do, it'll only make you feel bad and I still want to have a friendship with you. Yeah. So I was like, so as of right now, this is done, this is over and we're not talking about it.
0: And, and, and Evan, I love that. And I often talk from a business perspective about the difference between context and content yeah. uh, and, if you understand what's the context and what's the highest context for you, actually, it's about that love and the friendship around it, which comes first? And that's what I'm hearing you doing there to say, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've made peace with it. I'm happy with it. It's not a, from a business perspective, don't like it. That's a commercial decision, but a friendship decision, I get it. And then we can move on. And sometimes exactly. I think we get hung up on things and we, we, we forget the context. Well,
1: and not only that, but then things like, you know, I was fine with it. And then months later, like today it hit me for some reason and it's based out of other insecurities mm. and so going back to what we were originally talking about is learning how to be self aware yeah is that you know the only reason why this affected me today this morning as it did is because of insecurities that i i'm having right now mm. and so why am i having these insecurities okay well because you know i had a couple transactions break that i did my best in and it wasn't my fault mm. And that was a loss of time and money. And so now I am not just two months back, but essentially I'm four months back.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because because two months, like it, you're typically working 90 days out. So what happened is if what you're doing in my business falls apart, then you still have a, an additional 90 days, but not only that, but now you have to to make up.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, cause the cash flow process. That, that's interesting, isn't it, in terms of that, that. – you know, from a business perspective, um, it's having that recognition of the, the cash cycle within and how that process works. And, and, you know, it comes back to that thing about, you know, um, the beliefs you've got around it. You know, of, at the end of the day, the thing I've detected, about you, you're obviously a very good real estate agent. You do a good job, but often we doubt ourselves. And it sounds like there's other things at play. And I, I think when you mentioned about inflation and the market down, um, that's a big issue for the for the world. Yeah, you know, you know, at the end of the day, whatever happens, a lot of stuff that goes on in the UK follows from America. Yeah. You know, we know here, we know that if you're facing in inflation now, we will face it soon. And, and, and to be honest, we know it's happening here already, especially in the building market. Um, Warren Buffett um, was on record last 1st May. Um, so last week um, at the Berkshire Hathaway um, uh, annual conference, whatever they call it. Um, and he owns a number of building firms. And he said, the biggest issue we're facing at the moment is inflation. So he's acknowledged that in his business. And he said, what we've got to do is look at how we deal with it. Because right. if our lumber supplies are going up in price, we need to look at how we go up in price. And, and at some stage, the Fed will come back and say, okay, we need to balance interest rates. But they're not going to do that yet. Because they've got, they're on this balance. So we have to be really clear. And, and this will happen in the UK as well. You know, We've got very low interest rates here. But the key is, you know, what can we control? And I can't control interest rates. You well, interest rates. No,
1: but I did control something. Um, <laughs> I would highly encourage every single person listening to this to research the name Phil Maloney and, on YouTube and then type in um, oh golly, what, what is his series called?: Okay. There's a series, and I'm going to butcher this. Oh, the hidden secrets of money. Okay. The Hidden Secrets of Money, and it's a 10-series episode that has taken place over, like, 15 years.
0: I'm Googling it now as we speak.
1: Yeah, and so things that he projected, you know, 15 years ago is taking place financially. And basically, in our current climate, I want people to understand, yeah. the U.S. affects so many other countries around the world financially. Yeah, yeah. So if the U.S. Yeah. is doing bad, many other countries will do bad because a lot of currency is backed by the U S dollar yeah, originally yeah. because it was on the gold standard. And when companies or when countries did not have enough gold to be on the gold standard themselves, they backed they, their they, fiat paper currency to the dollar currency, which was backed by gold, yes. which now we're no longer backed by gold. And so saying all that to to go back to inflation, you know, I I actually decided to get into cryptocurrency and Have done okay uh, Mm -hmm. through that. It's growing because I was smart. And then, like, well, what cryptocurrencies, you know? When when you look at specifically, we're really taking a rabbit trail. Sorry. (laughs) Look at crypto. You want to look at the company that's making it, its use case, how it's used, the company. Does it have an actual product?
0: Yeah. And then,
1: are there any influential? People or developers a part of that team. Yes, and if you can combine all those, you got a fairly good um, base. Yeah, yeah. If Elon
0: Musk's behind it, it could be working.
1: Right. Exactly. And so. So to go. Go learn about yeah, yeah global economy, definitely. And, and I think
0: that's key there because I think you know we you know we what I'm hearing there is you you put yourself in there in terms of a portfolio of understanding. Okay, I can't control everything, but I can control certain things. And what yeah. I do is I can make some choices. You know, as a coach, I always say to people, actually, we all have choices in life. As business owners, we all have choices in life. We only need to look at what we can do to balance it. And you know, I I, I see lots of businesses doing really well in this pandemic. Uh And others not doing so well. And often I wonder, you know, what choices do we need to make about how do we do things differently? And just because one market's down doesn't mean another market can't be up. Right. That's the key.
1: Yeah. And then also just seeing like, so for example, I saw inflation was coming. So I prepared for it. So you have to, you have to look at your business and your strategy in your life. Okay. A lot of us get, distracted by what's happening around us right now. Mm, and mm. we have to think about our future self. What is our future self going to be interested in? What is our future self going to be concerned about? And when I put myself in my mindset, my future self, my future self, I was like, okay, well, the economy might not be so good right now. Okay, so now I can take a step back. If, the, if I can see that the economy is not going to be so good, you know, six months to a year from now, what can I do now mm, to, I to plan for that? And I had one of the most amazing things happen to me. Uh, you know, in 2019, we had one of the worst years of our lives financially. You know, we had eight hospital medical issues happen. It, like, okay. it was terrible in 2019. But towards the end of it, um, I just felt like something big was coming. And I didn't know what in not a good way. And I had already been somewhat financially devastated in 2019. And so... My wife and I made a few key decisions and switches mm-hmm. that seemed very unpopular and unwise. Okay. But I'm like, if these work out, this will really help us. And I shouldn't say it was unwise, it was wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but then what happened is it got us out of debt. We didn't go into more debt. Okay. We were able to buy two vehicles that we needed: cash. And so we set ourselves up for Mm. success. And then, and then guess what happened? COVID. And I can't imagine having 2019 and then going through COVID and having all that debt.
0: Without the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So actually landed in your lap at the right time.
1: Yeah. And so we need to think about what's going to happen in the future and how we can best prepare ourselves for that right now.
0: And interesting, that brings us back full circle in some ways because we started this conversation and, and, and it's been an interesting rabbit hole to go down. You mentioned earlier well. I think we've, it's been an interesting conversation. I think a lot of people need to learn from that about planning for the future and just looking at how they deal with their, their mental process going on for them. Um, so I just want to come back to the to, to the, the way we start this, talking about faith, family, fitness, and fun. And I've then thrown in the, the, the friends and, and um, finance aspect to it. Um, and I say to people, okay, if you look at planning your life saying, okay, Where do you want to be 10 to 25 years from now because actually if you looked at those those six f's with fun on the bottom of it and say what do i want my life to be like and i say 10 to 25 that's a long time away for a lot for everybody and then say okay what does i need to do to get back to today but before you do that say okay what what do i want to achieve what's the thing i want to be in place for me at that point in time and it's a case of walking a journey backwards to say okay if that's what i want it to be like then what do i need to be like here what do i need to be like here And ultimately come back and say, okay, in one year from now, which is much more easily handleable, what do I want around family, faith, fitness, friends, fun and finances? Right. Because you can map that out. And guess what? You can then break that down into four quarters of 90 days and create four simple 90 day plans and it becomes so much more manageable. So I've suddenly gone from this 10 to 25 year vision goal to actually being much more closer to home, some actionable plans. And it sounds like that's what you're the process you're going through.
1: Absolutely. It, huh. I, I actually made a, a planner, like there's all these business planners out there and I can't tell you how many I've bought. And it's like, I like this about it, but I don't like this. Yeah. This one's usable. This one's not. And so I just like, you know what? I'm just going to compile my own and do it in the way that I like it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of criticism around to-do lists. And, but I got to tell you, it's probably the greatest tool for me. Without it, I don't feel like I do very well. And you guys can't see this really.
0: Yeah, Evan's but, holding up his to-do list. Yeah, yeah, okay. But
1: like that's that's a lot, like all that. And yeah, I'd love yeah. to say I do all that daily, but so like this is, you know, what I want to do every single day. Like just good habits. Yeah. So I have yeah. like 10 good habits that, you know, for example, uh, I have three affirmations that I read. Then I have my devotion time, meditation, read 15 minutes, workout, take vitamins, print the sheet for the next day. You know, look at your calendar so you don't miss any appointments. Know what you're doing the next day and morning. Check your bank accounts daily, guys. That's just smart. Okay, check it daily. And then that's just my personal. And then in my real estate, okay, get reviews. Write thank you letters. Follow up with people. Yeah. Create new content. And then I have my podcast section. This is what I need to do in the podcast. This is what I need to do for YouTube. And yeah. then these are just my other general tasks that I have to do throughout the day. And typically, you know, we have like, I tend to operate a lot like, okay, well, I just have all these tasks that I need to get done. Yeah. But what I, what I like doing is like, okay. So if I need to focus on real estate, I look at this, all right. Right now, if I'm focusing on real estate, what's the one thing in this section that I can yeah. do? yeah. You know, And so it helps me break it down versus write a whole list. So when yeah. I'm focused on real estate, I'm focused on real estate. Yeah. Then when I spend two or three hours on that, okay, I'm done. Okay, now I need to work on the podcast.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I love that in terms of a process because I think you know there's, there's a big thing around you. Know, I always say to people, keep the, keep the main thing the main thing. And if you're focused on those things at the time, and, 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 and it's really interesting, I, I'm going to be running a program for a client uh, at the end of May all around time management and productivity. And I think there's a lot to be said for, for some, that process in terms of you know chunking it down, understanding what you've been doing. But actually the key bit as well is having the discipline and the habit. You said there about print off the sheet for the next day. Mm-hmm. And actually that's a habit. And if you can get into that, I think it really makes your life easier. So actually, routine sets you free is the phrase I always say.
1: It really does.
0: And and, and so many people say, Oh, I can't have a routine because you know I'm I'm spontaneous. Hey, get the routine and you can be spontaneous. Right. But I love that there, you know, and, and there's a great book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, which I recommend lots of people. And it's about how do you put those little habits in place to get you enabled to do those things? And the other thing, I, you know, from a book point of view as well, the other book I recommend for people at the moment is a book called Indistractable by Naya Eel. Uh, and it looks at OK, how do I remove all the distractions from my life, the things that stop me being successful? And sometimes we need to have a not to do list as well. Right. Because sometimes we get stuck in our to do list and think, what is I shouldn't be doing? Because that's the key thing around. You You mentioned earlier about getting your, your producer and your assistant in place. Because I bet you realize that those are the things you shouldn't be doing and someone else can do it better than you. So hire them, pay them, get them in there. And you yeah. can do more productive stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's
0: a, that would be my I, take on it.
1: I mean, my virtual assistant, she's awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, that has been, I, I'm just so grateful for her.
0: Mm, so. love it, love it. The, the, Evan we're coming towards the end of the, the podcast here and it's been great speaking to you actually there's, a, there's so much we could go into and uh, and we've probably not covered half the stuff I wanted to talk about with you it, but but hey it's a good conversation it's the main thing um so so there's, there's a couple of things I want to ask you um and one of them is you mentioned something to me before and um, uh when I started working with Vern Harnish at Scaling Up some time ago he said about you know one of the key things is actually how do you connect how do you build your business And making that list to say, okay, who is it can help you get where you want to be going? So I'm going to ask you a question here, which you know the answer to, because you told me it's already. But the key is, tell me about your superpower. What's the thing that you think you're really good at that helps you do what you do really well?
1: Yeah. So my superpower, it's a really fun one, actually. I have a unique ability to get in front of very difficult people. Um, And I've used this a lot to get in front of and meet famous people. Uh and so for the podcast, that really helps. And when, when I say famous people, it means you know not just like a Kim Kardashian by any means. I'm talking about people who are well known in their field, in their area of expertise. And and even even I've met a lot of movie stars like I have. Okay. And so oh. I would say that that has been my number one superpower. Like in real estate I don't have it right now, but it used to be on the back of my real estate business card. I had a photo of me and the property brothers because I met them. And so, you know, that was always a good conversation starter, especially when people came in through an open house and I'd give them a card that had me and the property brothers on it. They're like, wait, you met them. I'm like, yeah, I've I've met them. It gives me more credibility.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, when when we talk about that, you know, having that, having that expert status, having the ability to get out there and if you're seen and you're, um, you're in the circle of those people that actually give you a wider expert pro- profile to other people as well. Uh, and, and I think there's a key there around, you know, for any business builders out there, whatever you're doing, actually it's looking at who you know and how do you connect with them? Because actually if you can do that on a regular basis, you can get your business out, there, you can get your podcast out, there, you can market yourself. Right. And it may seem sometimes like you're spinning your wheels, but do you know what? All of those people you're seeing are like traction to your tires and one day you'll get traction and your business will fly. And it may be now, it may be next year, maybe the following year, but you've sometimes got to keep at it. And I love that in terms of, you know, if you can get in front of difficult people, getting people in front of influential people, that's a key piece to it. Mm -hmm. So so I love I love that. Evan, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um I I I would love to continue the conversation because there's other questions I want to ask, but we're going to run out of time here. Um thank you very much for for this. One question I would question ask is um how can people connect you, connect to you? Obviously, we're based in the UK, you're in the US. How can people find you?
1: absolutely so youtube um evan herman h-e-r-r-m-a-n i'm on facebook instagram all different social medias my email is evan e-v-a-n at evan e-v-a-n herman h-e-r-r-m-a-n.com um i'm pretty easy to get a hold of if you google me you can find my phone number um you know i'm Feel, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Wonderful.
0: Or, and if you need to sell a house, which whereabouts are you? Just so, so guess the I, way
1: you are. I live in Oklahoma, and I can sell homes in Oklahoma. However, if you do live in the United States or even elsewhere, um, even outside of the United States, we have something in real estate called referral fee programs. So if you like me and you, know, you like what I talk about, man, I, I need some my house. Well, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Evan and I'm going to let Evan find me a good real estate agent. And I can I do that for people. And in return, that real estate agent who works with you, then will end up paying me a small percentage of what they would uh, make okay. as a way for a referral.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, so there's a connection there. So even though you're licensed in Oklahoma, you can work, world, work countrywide effectively through that referral process.
1: absolutely
0: love it it. Evan thank you Um, and thank you for being open as well You know, I've never had a guest on this show where we've actually done a bit of a spot of coaching midway through so uh, I appreciate your openness there and uh, and I look forward to this conversation again and um, I want to wish you well for the future and um, as I always say keep scaling keep on purpose so thank you very much thank you so that concludes this episode of Sparks thanks for listening we're always looking for ideas on how to drive this podcast forward so if you've got comments, please leave them via a review of our show along with your rating or send us an email to sparks at